Hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Echo, where Riley and I drink and talk about the albums that changed our lives. But this time, we're not talking about an album. It's more a loose collection of songs. It is, yeah. They're from the uh, the artist Atmosphere, who's an underground hip-hop artist who's hardly underground anymore because everybody's, everybody's at least heard of him, but he's still fantastic. And he's come out with six singles lately that are not part of an EP. They're not part of a record, as far as we know. They've all kind of come out on their own. So we were looking for a way to group these songs together. There's, Since they're not included on the same album or anything, we had to come up with a way to categorize this podcast. So um, we did a little research and found that and the guy who does the, the art for them, his last name is Quiggle. So this is going to be the Quiggle Collection <laughs> podcast. And it is one of our shorter episodes. We're not going to give it a number. So when you go to find the show notes for this episode, you're going to find it at secretweaponproductions.com slash echo slash quiggle. We'll mention it again later in the podcast just so it sticks with you. But yeah, the artist's name who does the album art for this is Dave Quiggle. And it's very much like a tattoo art style. Just like a plain one like monochromatic background yeah. and then like kind of a tattoo style art drawing of like a skull for the first piece which is windows or a ball and chain that again we'll mention later on so it's it's kind of a cool way to tie these songs together without it being a full album and it's cool because in this series of songs he gets to take some more chances and he gets to take off some instrumentation like live instruments or at least like real instruments as opposed to like your standard hip-hop beats so we get to see a different side of rhymesayers And they get to explore a little bit more space and a little bit more themes because it's not a full album. Yeah, and it's relatively new to Atmosphere, but it's not something that is completely new territory for him. He's been using non-traditional hip-hop instrumentation for almost his entire career, but it's really come to the forefront in his last few albums in Southsiders and uh, Family Sign um, and including these singles, so... I, sorry, before we get too far into the song, I should mention that we're doing these songs in the order of, I think, most recently released to uh, oldest released. So the order we're going in is Windows. Shut up, everybody shut up. I think you've had too much to speak. Fireflies, which features Greaves. Ain't even trying to get free. Buzzing around is fine with me. That's why I keep one eye on the clock, the other eye on my drink. Uh, trying to fly. Wasn't so bored, I'd have already poured this bottle on the floor. Yeah, right, we ain't spilling the drop about to get so hot that we feel like gods. Uh, Salma Hayek. I'm slicker than a goldfish swimming in a fishbowl full of Crisco. Yo, it's officially official. You better get your tickets if we hitting your zip code. My best half. We must have drowned in a bottle of some rusty brown. Running town to town like shut them down. Shut them, shut them. But when the buzz wore off, you still stuck around. And when I think of all the lines we st- And this lonely rose. Don't cut this rose. This lonely rose. With thoughts to show. It grows alone. I just mentioned that because by the time this comes out, there may be another one out. So if there's another part of the Quiggle collection, yeah. great, but I, we're just talking about these six. <laughs> <laughs> the Quiggle. Slug, Slug, you are more than welcome to use that. Um, because you know that's catchy. You know that's catchy, <laughs> Slug. <laughs> so what what do you like about when what do you like about Windows? What what catches Well, I definitely your, think it's one of the right more away. interesting beats and 
like I said, it's kind of more like this weird carnival style with the guitar picking. And yeah, it's on a it's on a loop. The beat is, but at least it's like a sixteen bar loop instead of some of like the eight bar loops that we'll see later on. So at least it, it wanders a little bit before it loops again. So I like the beat. Um, another thing that I like is just that we get to see like a few different sides of atmosphere, and like this is this is one of the good ones. Yeah, and yeah, he has this potential to go all over the place, but he has two distinct sounds. He's got a well, three. Yeah, yeah. I would I would argue he's got three distinct sounds. So he's either pissed off, he's sad, or he's happy. And there's <laughs> there's really no other no other way. And this this song kind of takes us to a couple different places because you get a little bit of the pissed off and a little Perfect. bit of the mopey. Yeah, he's good when he's pissed off and he's he's good when he's mopey too. So Exactly, yeah. And somehow he's found a way to, to be upbeat and pissed at the same time. It's nice. It's a nice change of because pace. Because there's, uh, there's something satisfying about him requesting that someone just take a little step off something steep. Yeah. Give me the keys, plug the leak, or go take a little step off something steep. I might be a fuck up, but I want to do splendid things. I mean, I want somebody to... Great. This whole uh, this whole song is just pretty much telling people off. I, I mean, I guess maybe one specific person, but it's it's very much like a. It, I mean, it starts out with "Shut up, everybody, shut up." I think you've had a little too much to speak. Give me the keys, plug the leak, or go take a little step off something steep. Like that's great. Yeah, that just makes you. It makes you feel good on a bad day. It does. It does. It's nice because some rappers will just be like, uh, forget the haters, I all that. But Slug is just like, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> just stop. And he, stop. throughout throughout his music, he's used that, had a little bit too much to blank tonight. He, he talks like, mm-hmm. like in this one, it's a little bit too much to speak. He's said, I've had a little too much to think tonight, which I, I really mm-hmm. like. He uses that phrase very well, I think, and it it fits with this yeah oh i forgot to say the instrumentation uh all the live instrumentation on this track is done by g coop that's with k-o-o-p coop and i think he does all the instrumentation on a lot of these tracks so i don't i think he's got to be a rhyme sayers guy yeah. uh, but it's definitely way different the bass is kind of weird and funky and kind of underneath everything it's a little it's hard to i've never heard a song like this from atmosphere i know yeah uh so what do you think uh, in the chorus here? It says, shut your pretty mouth. I got a window in my car. I can see it all. And then it says, I got a window in my house. I can see it all. Shut your pretty mouth. I got a window in my car. I can see it all. Is this about him hiding away, looking out at the world and just kind of grumbling? Or like... I would think so, yeah. He's he's always kind of... Um, he's sided with the... Uh, with the creepy side of things usually <laughs> this isn't the yeah. first time he's mentioned just like staying inside and watching people from afar mm. and just judging them which is great because that I, <laughs> I love that <laughs> and like everyone does that too everyone yeah. does that they'll just sit in a coffee shop and judge people or sit on the subway across from people and judge oh, them yeah. like it's everyone does it <laughs> yeah and he does call a lot of people snakes or like not to be trusted like he uses reptiles in quite a bit in this album it's kind mm-hmm. of one of the recurring themes is calling people snakes or saying they're cold-blooded like a reptile like, there's another one um like you said a little too much to blank but there's also uh the notion of him like stepping into the ocean and killing himself or mm-hmm. yeah i guess that comes in different songs but it's a fun song it's, it's a very fun song yeah and I think it's it, it came out at the right time too, and it was a good follow up. 
to the the last one that came out before this, um, Fireflies, which is a completely different sound. This is more what you'd expect. Flies that fell in the jar, ain't even trying to get free. Buzzing around is fine with me. That's why I keep one eye on the clock, the other eye on my drink. Make it link like a lock. Atmosphere right away. Yeah, yeah, um, very much so. It's nice and slow. It's more of the classic a... atmosphere beat. I mean, Greaves makes a reference in his verse. He says, we don't come here for the atmosphere. He says yeah. the atmosphere is shit, you know, so. Mm-hmm. so. That's one thing I love about atmosphere is that he's consistently self-deprecating. And I, <laughs> I think it, it works for him. It can be annoying in other artists, but he does it so well that that it's it's just great makes you i don't know i i relate to it a lot because it's it's like the most positive self-deprecation ever <laughs> yeah where it's like i'm trying to be the best version of myself however i'm shitty like <laughs> it's too yeah, bad exactly. that i really suck because i'm trying here so yeah, yeah it's like there's always a little bit of underlying faith yeah and uh this song talks i think it approaches once again like kind of a substance abuse and doesn't I always confuse my rappers. Hasn't Slug had some issues with substance abuse? And that was the subject of quite a few songs back in the day. Uh, yeah, I would think so. And I think it's still definitely in the forefront of his of his writing. I mean, try the, the song after this that we'll get to um, has, has a lot of references to uh, at least alcohol problems. So, but like I said, he's kind of unendingly positive about his situation. And this song I don't think is any is any different uh greaves plays really well into this i i love greaves and i think he adds his voice and his talent has so much to add to rhyme sayers um he kind of rounds them out really well i think yeah he and slug work so well together especially on this song because they've both got different things to say about the same topic and you know his greaves verse is is the most relatable for me anyway, I think. We don't come for the atmosphere. The food shitty, the cables blurred, but I'm happy here. We're all alone, but ain't nobody keeping tabs there. Cause misery's a meal that's served better with a glass of beer. Greaves paints the picture of the bar itself, and he kind of puts you in like kind of a divey saloon type bar with buzzing neon lights that are really entrancing, and they kind of fade into these glowing dots after you've had enough shots, and you put a dollar in the jukebox, and he does a much better job of talking about the smell of the bar. He says it smells like whiskey and complimentary soap. I mean, this whole song is pretty much about traveling and staying in hotel bars and how depressing that can be and the type of clientele that those types of bars bring around where it's just a bunch of people that are trying to, like, they're just in a weird transition phase and they're just yeah. kind of fireflies buzzing around trying to shine, but, like, it's really depressing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Greaves, Greaves talks about the actual atmosphere of the bar, whereas Atmosphere talks, or sorry, Slug, um, talks more about the bartender and the people in there and what he's thinking while he's in the bar. Yeah, and, and I think that's very true to form for both of them. Um, I think Grease is a is typically a, a more of a space and time kind of poet, mm-hmm. and I think that Slug is more of a an internalized and externalized, talking about personalities and, and characteristics of people rather than places. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because between the two of them, you almost want to, after listening to Greaves' verse, you almost want to go back and listen to Atmosphere, or sorry, I keep I keep saying Atmosphere, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Slug's verse. So, yeah, it's, it's a good song to put on repeat because you'll kind of get a nice little thing out of it each time. Like, 
when yeah. Slug talks about the bartender in a tuxedo shirt with her sleeves rolled up because she's seen enough dirt. Bartender in a tuxedo shirt with the sleeves rolled up because she's seen enough dirt. Whatever. Look, I don't know if the ocean is close, but I'ma keep going till I no longer float. Another memorable line from this song that I really like is when he's saying, make it link like a lock, the timing is key. Make it link like a lock, the timing is key. Got my that yeah. just clicks into place. Oh yeah, it does. Like, He's that's, good that's at that. A, that's yeah. that's what, another reason I love Atmosphere is like his his wordplay is always it, you never catch it all on the first or second listen. And this uh, this song also has one of my favorite typical things of Atmosphere. Um, he turns into the puts on his angry voice, <laughs> which is so different yeah, than yeah. his just his regular kind of melodic rapping voice. But then all of a sudden he just kind of turns it on when he talks about a volcano of bullshit. Of a volcano of bullshit, which came first, the thirst or the curse. Most can't distinguish which one is worse. <laughs> and that it's just like your, the perfect. That would it, be something you liked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect line to just to just get pissed at, and and I think it it mm -hmm. works so well. And I'm I was glad to hear that. And this song is great because he can talk about the state that these people are in and he'll look around. And he's like, I'm just passing through this bar, but there are people where this is their whole life. And he is just judging the shit out of them. And he even says, I hear the siren singing for someone else to listen. Got me thinking I avoided a bullet where he's like, man, these people are sucked into this life for them. Like the siren, this is their siren song. They can't get away from this. This is their whole life. Yeah. Good thing. I'm just passing through. <laughs> and it's like, damn, yeah. man, that's harsh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. But it's true. Uh, and then we're on to kind of a different, yet again, it's a different feel with track number three, Trying to Fly, where this is a slower, more dragging song mm -hmm. that uh, has a lot more of a slow, bluesy feel to it. It's a lot more like, it does. It, it's part of the cool sound, you know? It does, yeah, yeah. And it's also, this is the song that I would argue is actually depressing. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Uh, so basically, Slug is is kind of talking with himself about how bored he is of everything, mm. um, and how this is where his the alcohol comes up. Um, that he kind of tries to, if he. He's wishing for he has another hobby of some kind because uh, basically all he does in his free time is alcohol and and. Mm -hmm. um, He's kind of looking for something else. He's trying. That's why it's called trying to fly because he's trying to find a way out of it. Yeah. And these kind of depressing verses are cut in by the chorus by Eric Mason. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you think about that? Well, the first time I heard it, I kept thinking that it was the lead singer of the black keys. <laughs> uh, I just kept thinking it was, yeah, and I'm just like, man, like, he sounds different, but, you know, it's been a few years since the Black Keys has put out anything, so maybe this is what he sounds like now, but, no, it turns out it's by Eric Mason, and it says, time may cheat, but I know why, because what I need, I can't buy. It's like I'm trying to do well, so like in that sense, it's not depressing. But yeah. at the same time, like he's trying but not succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's so, I think it's definitely the chorus that that makes this song not not completely depressing. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because he knows he's aware that there's a problem, and he's aware that he knows what he knows what he needs to be happy. 
mm-hmm. but it's a struggle to get it. Um, but no and matter what, life's going to go on, and he and so does he. Which is, I think, that's the that's the value here is that regardless, you kind of still have to go on. Yeah, and uh, I like also in the second verse um, where he says. I'm trying to leave the runway, confident I need to go surround myself with sun rays. Life's too short to keep shoveling flakes. Now, that's pretty much like, I don't know about you, but wintertime can be one of the most depressing times in every year. Where it's just like, you're out there, it's gray, you're shoveling snow, and or shoveling flakes, as he says. And it's just depressing. And and you just think to yourself, it's like, man, it'd be so nice to just be out in the ocean right now or just in the sun. Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of talking about, like, the dream of, like, moving to somewhere a little bit sunnier, moving to somewhere where you don't have to worry about that, too. So, like I said, I I think this is now the second mention of him walking into the water until he's covered in waves, but I don't think it's the last. It's funny because he's... He usually makes Minnesota references, but this is a very (laughs) coastal song. (laughs) It is a very coastal song. (laughs) And I like to, um, in fear of talking too much, I like he says, gotta spray a little paint in this designated naked of space. And I don't even know why. I love that. Wait, gotta spray a little paint on this designated negative space. And I don't even know why, but I'm... It throws my mind the idea of like he's trying to leave his mark on this world but they're telling him he can only leave his mark on this world in this little designated area and he's like yep. well then how important of a mark can it really be it's yeah like, i mean it's his imagery is just so strong throughout his music so i think i mean that's so it draws me to songs like this but how about one of my favorite parts is the last chorus um mm-hmm. where eric mason just kind of really stretches his vocal cords Mm-hmm, kind of gets mm-hmm. a little bit yelly and screamy it's like exactly what the end of this song needs yeah and it's almost like squawky which again usually i wouldn't like but in this context it's just perfect mm-hmm. and i think you said eric mason he's not a rhyme sayers guy right yeah he's so, he's a solo artist um actually that was might have been the most valuable thing about looking into these songs is discovering eric mason i kind of looked him up to get some information on him and started streaming some of his stuff on uh, Bandcamp. It's so interesting. He's a, I mean, he's a solo artist. He does all the instrumentation. He's multi, multi-talented musician. And his, his music is so out there. It's like, it's a mix between hip hop and indie and it changes genres within the same song. And yeah, if you like his voice at all in this, then he's definitely worth checking out. And that's Mason, kind of non-traditional spelling. It's M-A-Y-S-O-N. Yeah. Uh, so there's a Y in the middle there. And it's like, I think it's Eric with the C as well. Yeah, it so is. So definitely check him out, definitely. Uh, and so, yeah, these first three songs are really good, really interesting. And then we get to Salma Hayek. <laughs> Which is a song that's just as interesting as the person it's named mm. after, I'm sure. Yeah. Though I am annoyed, I, I have written down like it's one of the more interesting beats, which sucks because the song isn't that interesting. Are you right? Are you right? Are you right? Are you right? Like, 
there's a neat little piano melody. Uh, the guitar is a little reminiscent of like Ratatat, where it's mm-hmm. like a slide. It's like a slide guitar with like a light distortion. Mm-hmm. And I very much I like the beat. It's just Slug has a few of these songs where he just kind of like he goes off about being like he kind of tries to toughen it up a little bit. I think and I I'm sure some people like it, but it's not my favorite side of Slug. Yeah, this is his like trying to talk like this is him trying to spit game is what it is and like yeah. i'm sorry man but in the actual rap game atmosphere is kind of small potatoes like i'm sorry he's a very talented artist and he has a huge fan base and a loyal fan base but no one is saying that he's one of the best rappers of all time and i say that as someone who listens to him actively and like actively enjoys his music but like he's not nearly as hard as a bunch of the other guys but maybe you disagree i don't know i know he's one of your favorites yeah, well, I just don't have the taste for a lot of the popular rappers just because, I mean, the actual rap is not one of my favorite genres. But yeah, so I, I have an appreciation for him. And I think one of the one of the things I like about him is that he's incessantly positive and kind of just doesn't give a shit about anybody. And so these songs that sound like they're trying to prove something to someone kind of rub me the wrong way as far as atmosphere songs go yeah i do like uh on the the first few lines of the third verse uh he says i'm herbie hancock i rock it i'm not a prophet i'm not for profit nah i don't stop i'm the opposite and then <laughs> i'm on my spock shit yeah. trying to live long and prosperous and i'm just like yeah love, that's that fire reference. though <laughs> right I'm Herbie Hancock, I rock it, I'm not a prophet, I'm not not for profit, nah, I don't stop, I'm the opposite, I'm on my Spock shit, trying to live long and prosperous. <laughs> like, I, I know, love he, Herbie Hancock. <laughs> like he, does have the, he does have moments where it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that and the beat are my favorite parts of the song. Yeah, the but beat's super about catchy. It. Yeah, the verse about Salma Hayek, though, I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. I like that I'm so fly, I'm attracted to fly traps, but I also don't... What does that even mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, get yourself get yourself caught for flying too high. The same, I mean, the Icarus thing. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, there's some clever lyricism in here, but it's ultimately a little bit forgettable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would easily put this on a, a B-sides if this were to become an album. Yeah, totally. But uh, it is it is then redeemed by um, <laughs> by uh, the following song or the previous song, if we're going chronologically, mm-hmm. uh, my best half, which <laughs> you already you oh yeah, it's just it's funny, it's funky, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can't help but get a feel for what the song's gonna be like because the title is my best half. And the art for the title for this song is uh, just a ball and chain with flowers behind it. Yep, Quiggle was not subtle on that one. <laughs> and so right away he's talking about he met his wife on a Wednesday night, and that his his co co artist <laughs> I think you would call him yeah, uh, yeah. Mers was there. He's, he's saying, you know, first first time I met my wife is a Wednesday night. Mers was there. First time I met my wife was on a Wednesday night Making party in a German bar Merce was there The rap off at the Just like throwing that in like Yeah It sounds like and and this is 
some of atmosphere's better storytelling because it sounds really like he is just sitting down telling a story yeah and he kind of slips into um i mean it's like on a tv show where it's like you hear the person start to tell a story and then it fades to actually showing that story happening mm-hmm. we're getting that in song form yeah, where in the introduction he's like here's the story i'm about to tell you and then we slip into verse one where we see him talking to her saying i got something on my mind can i leave it with you yeah uh, it's it's really clever yeah it's kind of tv logic but it works <laughs> yeah and this is i mean this is definitely the whole storytelling part of this is definitely like a third type of atmosphere songs because he he does this fairly often at least once or twice a record yeah, and they've they've always been some of my favorite atmosphere songs. Are the ones where he's just storytelling. And I mean, he does such a phenomenal job in what is it, Little Man? That's the name of the song. Yeah, right? Little Man. Where, Little Man's one yeah. of my favorites. And he slips into different characters for each verse, and, and it's just oh, beautiful. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. And in became on the family or family sign. Um, that's another mm-hmm, one of my mm-hmm. favorites. And yeah, uh, so. Atmosphere is great at these tracks where he just slips in and gives you different perspectives. And yeah, the verse the first verse is apparently when he meets his wife. I don't know if we're meant to take that literally or not. Uh, I, I would I would assume so. I mean he's he's fairly literal when he's talking about other people, I think. Yeah. It, but it's cool because it talks about we get a very good feel for the dynamic. Like at the end of the uh song or at the end of the first verse he says, Look, I'm just a songwriter, I'm not a wrong writer. Look, I'm just a songwriter, I'm not a wrong writer, but I'm alive and I'm proof. Survival ain't exclusive to the strong. We all try but yeah. I'm, and I'm like, that's like, a that's, good verse. And it's perfect because, yeah, he's he comes into this whatever relationship he's developing with this person, telling mm-hmm. her that, that he's a songwriter, but he's not going to be able to fix your problems. But that yeah. that automatically that makes you assume that he's met somebody that's that's broken and and messed up and that's but that's great because you couldn't picture him with anybody else so <laughs> yeah and it's kind of sad like it seems like they just kind of ended up together and I guess to like break down the verse he's essentially saying like yeah we met at some drinking thing and then when the buzz wore off you still stuck around you know mm-hmm. she just kind of well she's part of his life now and then like. They had lines that were drawn, but they kept stepping over them. And it says, when I think all these lines that we stepped and the tolerance required to forgive and forget, like, this is not a fun or easy relationship. No. It's something that happened because, like, she was lonely enough to just be like, well, I guess I'll cling on to this I'm coming with you. Yeah. 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 And (laughs) which leads me to one of of my favorite lines in this song. Mm -hmm. Uh, As he's kind of going on about their relationship and... And then he gets to this this part where it's like, from the first time that we met, you're my best. She made me wait a couple months for some sex. Mers wasn't there. She made me wait a couple months for some sex. Mers wasn't there. So he's immediately going back to Mers, Mers being a part of this relationship. But thankfully... He wasn't there for that part. Yeah, thankfully he is... He is uh, making it very clear that Merz was not in the same room with them. <laughs> I do love that. I love that a lot. <laughs> and then he just kind of like makes fun of the production of the song too, where he says echo, 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 delay, yeah. delay, delay. He's like using terms to reference what to do with his voice there. And it's, 
it's just funny because when he says Mers wasn't there, he's essentially like breaking the fourth wall again, saying like, okay, we're back out of the story. Now we're about to go back into the story yeah. where he talks about, you know, where the relationship went or maybe it's the next girl. I'm not sure, but yeah. it's just, yeah, it's hilarious. And I loved that <laughs> Mers wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Mers seems like he's a guy with a good sense of humor. So mm-hmm, I bet, mm-hmm. I bet he got a good kick out of this. It's just a, it's just a fun song i mean it was it came out um came out early 2016 so it came out right around valentine's day actually so oh <laughs> yeah which is perfect she timing. made love to a switchblade he made love to a rosebush love to a switchblade then stayed overnight for a whole decade that safety net doesn't mean that your nest is safe well played but still caught a checkmate yeah that's beautiful yeah i mean really and and probably one of my favorite lines is that safety net doesn't mean that your nest is safe yeah i know that's good (laughs) see it's like there's in every song there's some example of really good wordplay and i know that that rap artists are supposed to be good at it but he kind of yeah he kind of takes it to another level yeah and maybe i shouldn't have been so mean about him earlier i mean he's (laughs) he's a good rapper He's a good rapper. Slug, slug, I still love you. I know, I know, Riley. He'll always go to your shows, always. And I would love to go to his shows, too. From what I've heard, it's well worth it. Yeah. He came out and called us all idiots for waiting out in the cold for his show. I mean, (laughs) you were, but I'm sure that he he could relate to that. Yeah, exactly. He still performed, right? (laughs) Yep, he did. Great. So before we move on to the very last song, let's tell people where they can find this. It doesn't really, they don't really group together anywhere. They, like like I said, this isn't actually an official EP or anything like that. Um, so YouTube has them up. That's where he's kind of released release them all um, whenever they whenever they release them for the first time. Uh, you can find them on the iTunes store, which of course is, is the best best way to find them, easiest way to find them. Um, mm. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to buy this in album form when he has a few more going. That'd um, be nice. Because this sounds an awful lot like a new album, just saying. <laughs> and then uh, you can also find show notes and some of the stuff that we're talking about. Uh, I think for this one, we're going to do secretweaponproductions.com slash echo slash quiggle. That's Q-I-G-G-L-E. That's going to be the URL for the show notes. I know that's a little weird, a little unconventional, but this is a short episode, so we're not going to give it like a a full number. Uh, (laughs) So this is going to be, like I said, secretweaponproductions.com slash echo slash quiggle. There you'll find a little bit of show notes, maybe some links to the song themselves. And feel free to find us on Twitter at echopod or myself at clark hodges or at riley what's yours uh at wagon halls are i'm not getting don't even try just just yeah don't me. just <laughs> just just echo pod if, if you or, know how to spell my last name then do it but um if you know how to spell his last name you're probably already following us yeah and thank you we appreciate that <laughs> yes absolutely because uh also before we get to the last last song here um ah, we're just want to make them. a little make a little plug <laughs> that we are going to be really asking you guys for some input for one of our next episodes um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's gonna it's just gonna get real (laughs) sultry in here i think real it's just clark and i are gonna drink some bourbon and uh (laughs) we're probably gonna smoke some cigars and sit on a bear rug and we're gonna talk about talk about all the best songs to do the deed to Mm -hmm. and we want your input because everybody's got different tastes 
So we're going to put, put, put our feelers out there, um, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your favorite fucking songs are. Because yep. that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna feature in our one of our next yep. episodes. So I'm excited to uh, dive into that. I'm gonna have to get exceptionally drunk for that episode so I can handle talking about that with you, Clark. Oh boy, I'm gonna drink champagne, so I'm just gonna be so freaking giggly that every time we mention something sexual, I'm just gonna giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> like it'll be like sex ed all over again. Exactly. I'll just be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so please, we'll be on Twitter. Uh, please, please tweet at us some of your best songs for getting it on. Uh, it's going to be It'll fun. be a lot of fun. <laughs> and we'll go through it. We'll play little bits of them. We'll talk about the merits. We'll probably disqualify some of them, too, because yeah. you probably have some weird tastes. Yeah, you guys are... I, I, I know some of the people that, that mm-hmm. have wanted mm-hmm. to contribute are pretty fucked up, so... I think. But we still want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely do. Yes. Uh, if if not, just to discount it, but we we want to hear what you have to say. So, yes, at Echopod or find us on Facebook. Leave us comments there. I'll be posting um, for about a week following up to that episode to our recording day so we have plenty to work with. And We're on have to that bring out note. Some kind of freaky guest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Probably. Oh, man. Definitely no girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, because shit might get a little weird. Yeah, it might, re- it might spoil the surprise, too. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep these got to keep these on tap, you know, ready to go. Anyway, uh, track number six. Uh, on that note, um, <laughs> quite possibly the polar opposite of that is mm. This Lonely Rose. Oh, um, featuring Blueprint and, and Aesop Rock, Rock, which yeah. I think... But it's between this and Fireflies for my favorite of these of these singles. Um, I agree. I agree. Right away, you get that really, um, really slug influence sound. I parked on a vacant road to get away from people that watch the planes. Kind of like just a pretty simple beat, but it involves kind of a funky little guitar sound that kicks in right away. But like the beat is only—it's eight bars, and it repeats itself the, pretty much the whole song. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll they'll cut the drums out for some parts of it, but like for the most part, what you hear in the first thirty seconds is is what you're getting. Mm-hmm. But uh, that gives a good opportunity for the lyrics to shine. Yeah, and, absolutely. Which is perfect because we have two guest rappers. Yeah, this song is the most relatable for me anyway as far as these six go. I mean, most relatable as far as any atmosphere song goes, really. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's up there. Um, basically, the, the subject matter of this is they're kind of talking about the, these three artists, Blueprint, Aesop Rock, and Slug are all kind of talking about what it's like to experience unrequited love and to find somebody that you're interested in that maybe doesn't share the same thing for you. Um, people that are hard to access and hard to get to, but they're trying to kind of turn it into a positive thing or at least Mm -hmm, teaching mm -hmm. people how to appreciate that. Um, well for one, like slug talks about, he goes back to parking in a car to get away from people and just watch the planes approach. And he starts off with this beautiful imagery of just separating himself away from people. Yeah. And we find that again in the verse where he's saying like, they're all pretty much saying like, we are messy yeah. and we have thorns to show. I, we are hard to hold on to. We are painful to be with. Yeah. 
and don't hold on to us. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite lines out of this song comes from Slug in the first first uh, verse. He says, "Your mm-hmm. face is just a way to decorate your shit." But your face is just a way to decorate your shit. I'm the motherfucking man when I'm standing in it. Cause I don't know how to swim, but I project the image that I'm a coma. Ah, love that. It's just, <laughs> it's great because so many, it's, it's like no matter how much work you put into what you look like, you're still gonna come with baggage. You're gonna yeah. still gonna come with all your shit attached. So who cares what you look like? You know. I, I just love that. Like you can paint the bricks you can but your face is just a it's such good i like it a lot mm-hmm. that's a good call and then um blueprint goes in when blueprint's verse starts which very smooth flow great verse yeah uh, but he does rely on a lot of tropes like saying i think the verse ends with saying remember that when you're with the prettiest chick there's another man that's sick of putting up with her shit remember when you with the prettiest chick there's another man that's sick of putting up with his shit and like that's the sort of thing that you'll see kind of posted on Facebook with the impact font over like a picture of a hot girl with a baseball cap on or something where it's like I mean it's you know oh the prettiest chick you know for every hot girl there's someone who's sick of her shit which is like yeah that's pretty it's pretty messed up thing to say so he's playing off of these tropes yes but he's doing it in like a turning the mirror on yourself kind of way he doesn't believe in these tropes or fall for these tropes he's just saying these are some of the tropes that make relationships toxic yeah absolutely yeah and all three verses kind of relate to the same i feel like they're talking about the same person i mean the, the lonely rose is is symbolic for somebody that you can't hold on to you know and um, okay okay i like that yeah and and then I really like there's there's a verse um, or there's a part of Blueprint's verse that I'm I think kind of makes the message of this song overall, um, and it's when he's talking about he says when small things end up being gigantic relationships oh, yeah. go the way of the Titanic. When small things end up being gigantic Relationships go the way of the Titanic Why panic? Have some fun while it lasts Be happy that you even had a spot on the cast Like, yeah. enjoy the fact that you were even a part of this person's life No matter how brief it was mm-hmm. And just don't take anything too seriously Because when shit that's small and doesn't matter Turns into big a big deal That's when, that's when it doesn't work out So don't, why, why would you panic about that? Why would you? Yeah. Why would you get too worked up about that when you have the option to just enjoy your time there? Yeah, and I feel like that's captured so well with the line. Plus, her man said he's sick of bringing beach to the sand, like Which, that captures the exasperation yeah. of what she's demanding and compared to <laughs> what it needs to be. Where it's like that's that's just what it, that is one of those lines that nobody knows what the fuck it means but it's so good everyone can relate yeah. to it it's like i totally get it i have yeah. no idea what it means but like i i'm right there with you absolutely man. get it yeah been there been there i've definitely <laughs> yeah brought some beaches to sand before <laughs> and then and then asap rock comes in with just typical asap rock oh. comes in from a little bit left field but it's a really and good he- flow He's Absolutely. clearly talking about the same thing, but he's saying like squeegee in his post to a cheesecloth silk screen evenly, which is you know, <laughs> it's that's just classic Aesop rock. Um, yeah, which yeah. one of my one of my notes on this song here is um, Aesop rock dash. Why does Clark hate him? <laughs> 
so you really want to get into this on one of the shorter episodes? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a full length, buddy. I, I have the right have to, to cut out number. anything and everything you say. <laughs> Accepted. Ah, oh, boy. Aesop Rock. I guess, um, man, I, I think Aesop Rock can be a little bit too clever by half. Uh, where it's just like sometimes it feels like he's using big words because he feels like using big words, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, he's just like it, it's almost like he's trying too hard to distinguish himself from mainstream rap by using these weird, dark metaphors and twisting into it. Uh, but and but he's the only one doing it and it works. Yeah. And his internal rhyming schemes are fantastic. Yeah. And he's very very good at what he does and like and that's the thing is even like, like never... the first the first three lines of his of his verse in this song there's a temperamental magic in the key of love and war it goes nothing up her sleeve not even a fucking arm Too hard. there is a temperamental magic in the key of love and war it go nothing up his sleeve not even a fucking arm Your body in a temple if it's disassembled part, sell a key. It's, yeah he's talking about he's talking about these weird misconceptions we have about people that we're infatuated with where we just assume that they're perfect and that they don't have anything to hide they're just like they're exactly as pristine as you want them to be and he takes that he takes that to the next level of like she has nothing up her sleeve not even a fucking arm yeah and then he goes on to beautiful yeah that is really good and and it even goes on to say body in a temple if it's disassembled parts. Yeah, it, it, like if she's missing an arm, how how is this person that you're treating as like a deity basically even possible if she's not even whole? Yeah, so I'll give you, this is a very, very, very good verse. And it's probably of the Aesop Rock that I've listened to. This is, this is an Aesop Rock that I could settle into. Yeah. Especially because, like I said, the internal rhyming schemes are brilliant, where it's like, so, yeah, key of love and war, and then not even a fucking arm. That doesn't rhyme, but then we kind of come up with disassemble parts, which goes with key of love and war. Like, it's it's yeah. a very good internal, like, tempo and internal it's really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and his, his outro, too. I love his outro. Um he says, Oh my low tech bolt neck. Low tech bolt neck. He's like he's comparing himself to Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I I love that it's it's more self deprecation from Rhymesayers. Rhymesayers hates themselves, which is yeah. uh, which works so well for them. <laughs> it's just such an interesting label, yeah, because it's it's a lot of like not all white, but it's it's very non traditional rappers from Minneapolis. And yet they come at it with this completely different angle, but it's still just really cool stuff. Yeah, so low tech, bolt neck, go time, no myth. I'm a slow death gold mine. He's he's tooting his own horn for sure. I'm a slow death gold mm-hmm. mine. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's slowly dying over the course of his life. That's a very existential comment, but he's a gold mine because he's good at what he does, and I, I agree. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one other one other line I I want to mention is uh, when he says "fine yeti fur" with dire prognosis. <laughs> Fine yeti fur with a dire prognosis. He preferred a mire with the openly grotesque. It's like he's talking about he's talking about just how superficial, like how whimsical and supernatural this person, like wearing fine fur. It's yeti fur that doesn't even exist. 
Mm-hmm. It's like he's he's painting this picture of someone who cannot possibly exist, which is absolutely true. Like we we need to just stop assuming that people that we're infatuated with are perfect. And he's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really no two ways about it. Like you just have to you have to give up that idea right away. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And I think this is a great cautionary tale. Yeah. So it ends on a high note. And I hope there are more songs to come. I oh, really yeah. do. Absolutely. Um, I think they all sound similar enough that this could be leading up to something. But but we'll see. We'll see what he wants to do. Because they just put and, out Southsiders not too long ago. So. Yeah. And this could be just to keep things flowing, you know, just to try something else without the commitment of an album. Like, mm-hmm. Why not? You know, you get to try new instrumentation, you get to try new rappers and see how it plays along. Yeah. And and the cool part is too, like, I mean, as we see in Aesop's verse where he says squeegee as opposed to a cheesecloth silkscreen evenly, these guys are hanging out with artists. The fact that he's talking about silkscreening, like he spends time in artist studios because yeah. who else would know about using cheesecloth to get the little bits of paint out for like an even silk screen like he they are all artists and they are all in the studio together regardless of if they play guitar or if they paint or if they rap so it's cool that we get to see all sides of that yeah yeah well it sounds like you're falling for Aesop rock a little bit <sighs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll get you on uh his newest album the impossible kid which just came out um Ooh, on I like the... and it is it is a masterpiece for sure um, the, he put out a music video for the, for the whole album and, uh, it's just <laughs> the whole, it's, so it's, it's like a 50 minute long music video and it's just, he recreates the shining with puppets <laughs> and it is absolute genius with, with his album, um, impossible kid playing in the background. It is like, it is spot on. Well, so found out what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, check that out for <laughs> sure. Even just the intro, you'll just get the feel for it right away. Um, so we'll make sure to link to that in show notes. And absolutely. Any any other questions you guys might have about any of the the artists featured on these songs? Prof, Blueprint, Aesop Rock, Greaves, uh, Eric Mason. They'll all be linked to in the show notes. So please go check them out. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the best parts about hip hop is that there's often collaborations and. Um, I think it exposes you to a lot of other artists and a lot of new sounds that you can get into. Like I, I myself just found Eric Mason through this and I think I'm going to yeah. listen to him a little more because he's really interesting. So yeah, take, take some time and poke around and see what you can find out. And, uh, you might find something that you weren't expecting to like. Perfect. Well, awesome. Thanks you guys. Uh, thanks for listening to into the echo. We will catch you next week. She made me wait a couple months for some sex. Sex. Wasn't there. Wasn't there.